Welcome to Grieving Insomniacs. I am your host, Christy Haberman. I am glad you're here. Thanks for being a part of our community. A few disclaimers before we get started. I am a licensed therapist. However, this podcast is not to be considered mental health therapy or counseling. It is for entertainment purposes only and is not associated with my counseling practice, Christy Haberman Counseling Services. Thanks for showing up. Welcome to Grieving Insomniacs. This is your host, Christy Haberman and Kai the Wonder Dog. She had left the room for a few minutes, and as soon as I shut the door, she came running back. As always, she wants to listen to us talk. And I was trying to think about a topic for this week. I had a really, really, really bad week. Can't really talk about it on the podcast because it's not really grief-related. It's more work-related, but there's a lesson in it, I think. I have not had a breakdown like that for a long, long time. And of course, as I'm going through this experience, I'm wondering, how is this related to my grief? Except I've always been a sensitive person. I have a sensitive soul. I am easier on people than I should be. It's part of the reason why I'm a good counselor and maybe not necessarily a good supervisor. But it is what it is. I had this experience happen and I started crying and I couldn't stop. Couldn't stop crying. All day. And I couldn't drive home. Because I was crying too hard. I think that I'd been stuffing my feelings, especially about this particular job, for a really, really long time. It's been a very frustrating position to be in. And at the time, I wasn't sure if I was going to stay in the position. So it's funny. The first thing I think of is I got to take my pictures of Christopher with me. So I went and put them in the car right away. Like anybody, anything else in the office was expendable, but not those pictures of Christopher. I will tell you that um, I had some visitors in my office that were questioning where my pictures went and how come they were gone. So people notice them and appreciate them. So I didn't sleep that night. I was just so distraught and still crying. Still crying the next morning. Until about one o'clock in the afternoon, I didn't go to work. I had to really stop to think about how I want my future to be, how I want my future to look, and how do I want people to treat me, and how do I want to treat people. 
I have a really good job financially. I'm at that time of my life where I'm looking hard at retirement and I can't just turn around and walk away and I just can't. So I decided that I would try to sleep. So no, I had been up, let's see. So I didn't really sleep well Monday night. So so I had been awake since six o'clock on Tuesday morning. And it was one o'clock on Wednesday afternoon. And I said to myself, I've got to get some sleep. Like I have got to get some sleep. My head hurt so bad from the crying. My head hurt so bad from the not sleeping. And so I laid down. And then I started crying again. And as I'm laying there and my head hurts so bad, I have this visual inside of my head. And this visual was Christopher's hand on my forehead and whispering in my ear, it'll be okay, mom, it'll be okay. And I could have dismissed it. Like, I think people sometimes let the beliefs of other people get in their way. Because I could have said, nah, that ain't real. <laughs> he ain't rubbing your head. <laughs> uh, that ain't real. But I chose to believe that it was real. And as I laid there, my headache started to ease the more I felt him pet my head and the crying stopped. I didn't go to sleep. I still wasn't able to go to sleep, but I was at least able to get some respite in my mind because my mind had been racing over the situation that happened since happened 10 o'clock Tuesday morning and my mind had just been racing ever since. I still really haven't slept. So I, I got up and my husband had a work event. It was, he was receiving an award and he was like, I know you had a bad day. You don't have to go, but I, I knew I needed to go. If nothing else, I have to distract myself from the situation that I was in. And I, had this instinct to turn on Pandora. And I've talked about this before on my podcast, but not into the depth I'm going to talk about it today. So, Christopher's not a talker. He was really not a talker. Um, he didn't share his feelings much. Uh, he was very loving. Physically give you a hug. So he was very sweet, sensitive, kind of like me. And I always wonder about that, his choice to be a nurse and how if he had stayed in the nursing field, if he would have been able to because that's where you really see the evil that people perpetrate on each other. 
But it is what it is. And I believe that Christopher communicates to me through music. And so I turned on Pandora. One of the... I can't remember the first song or the second song. I took pictures of it on my on my phone. But I know I was in the shower and I was thinking about Christopher. And I was thinking about him and I was thinking about how um how much I missed him and I was thinking about him rubbing my head and and how good that felt to know that he was there supporting me. And then I had a song come come on called um, Adele's Rolling in the Deep. I played it at his funeral and and it writ to me that means that Christopher was around. So that validated how I was feeling about him sitting there and rubbing my head. And I just felt right then and there that confirmation that, yes, he's here and he assists me. But as I, as I listen to the music, and I can't emphasize this enough, for those of you that have not tried this particular grief technique, but when I listen to Rolling in the Deep, especially because it was a funeral song, is that the sensation of feeling him be present. The memories go through your mind. The, uh, my body relaxes. Because that song to me is just about our love. Where if he, wouldn't have had, if he wouldn't have died, we would have had it all. Absolutely would have had it all. And if he had lived, he would have had all of his dreams come true, and they didn't. And so that song has always been like Christopher music. And so when it plays, I just have no doubt. The other thing that I was struggling with was, what am I going to do about the situation that happened? And then a song played. It says, just say something. And again, I felt like Christopher was answering my question about why I should say something. And each time one of these songs played, and, oh, and they were all different Christopher songs, um, In Your Arms It's another one. Like they were all songs that had deep meaning for me associated with Christopher. I mean, and I, I don't have parents that have come for me. You know, my dad's still alive, but he can't comfort me. My mom is deceased, but even though she's deceased, she would never have been somebody that I called to comfort me. 
So in this moment when I feel so alone and so isolated and I listen to this music, I'm reminded that I do have someone watching over me. I do have someone that loves and adores me. Even if he's not alive, he, he's still there. And then Kid Rock comes on with these other days. There are days like these. And I was reminded again that this day, this moment, this experience that I'm having, I will pass. And there will be another day that won't be so bad as that day was. And that I can get and that I can get past them. And as I'm listening to this music and I'm thinking about Christopher, in my mind's eye, I'm seeing Christopher. I achieve some moments of clarity for myself. I felt like for the first time since this incident happened, I felt like my brain is calm. And I can. I can get through this particular situation. And that I didn't need to quit my job to do it. It's not a crime to want to be treated well. It is not. The other issue she had with me is I cried. I cry. I'm a human being. Pretty sure there's no regulations against crying. It was one day and then I took the day off and I came back and I wasn't crying anymore, but I was definitely still sad. And I just go through this experience and I realized, and it's one of the things that I wanted to talk about on the podcast is, so our ability to cope with the death of our children is 100% about trying to maintain a relationship with contact with them. And this is one that every person has to decide for themselves what they want. You have to decide for yourself what you believe. Do you believe that your loved ones can um, talk to you? Because I'm telling you, it has been a lifesaver for me. But also, let's talk about the music for a little bit. So what do you know about music? That it can be soothing, can enhance our memories, calms our brain. I'm not a music therapist, but I know that I use music um, I recommend music for my clients. My angry clients, I recommend that they listen to music that helps them express their anger. Same thing with the sadness that helps them. And I use the music to help me connect with Christopher. And the reason why we're talking about it today, because 
that contact with him has never happened like that before. And then having the music playing right over and I felt like he was right there in the room with me. And I so wish that we did not have people around this that limit our, limit our beliefs about these things. Because it was truly helpful and valuable to me. And, it, you know, the headache going away after he was patting my head, all of these things contribute. So after the Christopher music, the other thing I wanted to talk about is, so you don't just one day, there's some people, I shouldn't say that, um, but there are some people that are naturally gifted this way where it just happens automatically to them. And they can, you know, have these experiences without a lot of work at it. But I think for most people, it doesn't happen immediately. And I have been told many, when I talk about Christmas music, the non-grievers tell me, it's my imagination, it's not really what you think it is. And I have held, had to hold to my strong personal beliefs that, that it is true. And when they say that's not true, I say I choose to believe. And I don't come from a particularly religious background that frowns on that kind of thing. But if you do, it might be a struggle to change your belief system. And there's all kinds of resources out there if you want to explore. If you don't want to explore, that's fine too. Some people find can have the same kind of experience through prayer. But the important thing, I believe, is being able to have the experience. And this all comes back down to believing, believing in yourself, believing in the other person, and getting out of our own way. So for many years after Christopher died, I meditated. And I might start going back to meditation because this experience that I've had recently is making me really question some life choices and there might be some changes coming in my future. I'm just not real sure yet. But I know I have time and I don't that I don't have to do it on anyone else's time. I can do it on my time. But one of my favorites is listening to meditation music. So and YouTube is great for that. I like Lillian Eaton. And in fact, I created a, 
playlist on YouTube underneath Grieving Insomniacs. I'm actually going to try to start putting these podcasts on um, YouTube. And so I've created a playlist on Grieving Insomniacs on YouTube. One of the playlists is my favorite meditations. And the two that I put up there so far is by Lillian Eden. She's a hypnotherapist. And so she helps walk you through how to relax your body and how to make the connections. Um, Hers is meeting your loved one in spirit. And then there's another one called connecting with the spirit world. Both of those are ones that I listen to over and over again. And then she has another one just called, (laughs) and I really like that one too. Then I started a grieving insomniacs music, grief music. And this will be very individualized, but if you would like to see what my Christopher playlist looks like, I'm starting right now. I just have two songs on there, uh, but I'm starting to create one over there on grieving insomniacs. And so the thing about this grief, the journey that we're on, do I think that what happened on Tuesday contributes to my grief or my grief contributing to it? A hundred percent, hundred percent. I think so. And I don't know if I'm ever going to get that back. And it makes me sad. Because I have this expectation of perfection. Except this, I can't talk about it, but anyways, way beyond that. I know that I, if, Felt very similar to Christopher dying. So I'm just not sure what the connection is there. I'm going to keep trying to make that connection. Because the situation was not at all similar. But emotionally, it must have been. And I very much experienced that. And that's one of the reasons why I talk about this stuff on the podcast, because I feel like, I feel like we're more similar than different. And if I have the courage to speak, maybe that'll help someone speak, help someone to tell their story. Maybe they'll feel more comfortable. You know, even if it's listening to my podcast and finding the courage to go find a therapist or listening to my podcast and getting ideas about how to cope with your own grief, then everything that I have done and all of the information that I have provided, hopefully will, it will all be worth it. And I haven't received any criticism yet. (laughs) I did have an experience this week that was kind of funny, but 
I don't know for sure if it's related to the podcast, but I haven't gotten any negative comments or anything like that um, from anyone that's listened. Uh, it's mostly all been positive. I do, people that don't dis- self-disclose, people that don't believe that you should talk about how you feel, that um, especially in such a public forum, really struggle with my podcast because I think that I need to keep that to myself, not share. <laughs> but there's power in words. You know, and maybe that's what the incident on Tuesday was, is about the power of words. Like you, you can say something and not intend to hurt someone, but you can hurt someone really deeply. And I know we talk about that in grief. We talk about how hurtful people think that people say about us and about our children. And and we do a lot of forgiving when that happens. And so when those moments happen, you need the tools to reach out. So let me know. You can send me a DM. You can send me a message on Facebook. But let me know if you had tried music to soothe you. Have you? Has that been something that you have tried? Also let me know if you've developed your own ways of trying to recreate that connection with your um, children. So, and that's one thing that I want to say real quick is, so when I'm doing, when I'm listening to the music and visualizing Christopher, I'm creating connection with him still. And so there will be people if that will argue if that's true or not, but it, that's not really the, ten, the intent. That's not the intent at all. The intent is for me to still have connection to someone that I loved very dearly Mm. and for that person to provide connection, an emotional connection. And for me, it works. So give it a try. Let me know what you think. So on the 27th is the one year anniversary of the podcast. I'm so excited. I believe that I am going to do a giveaway the week of the 19th through the 27th. So listen in next week on Sunday for more about that. Thanks for listening. This is Christy and Kai, the Wonder Dog, signing off. Oh, sorry, we got to do a little bit of self-promotion here. So I am going to list some items that I used from Amazon that helped me with the podcast. I'll have those listed on my Facebook. I do receive a small commission from Amazon for those. So if you if you use my link, um, just know that. I have my like my Instagram. I have a uh, 
website called christyhaberman.com. Grieving Insomniacs is a page on there. And I'm blanking on what the rest of it is. So thank you for listening and have a great day.